that sounds hazy, then Lord, we'll make it clear. We're like Blondell's IPAs, cider stouts in the USA. We're just boys. We like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate Beer Boys. Welcome back into another episode of the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. As always, thank you, Mr. Chris Hitchcock, for our theme song. And uh, I am here with uh, my podcast partners, Brothers in Crime. We have Stephen the Mayor. Find him on Instagram at Southern Bling Beer Reviews. We have Chase, our humble correspondent from up north. We have him on YouTube. Instagram and TikTok. Dang Yankee. Nutmeg to Palmetto. And then there's me, Wayne's Beer Delivery. I'm on YouTube, Instagram, and messing around with Twitter a little bit. We'll see what happens. Gentlemen, how are we doing? Ooh, ready to drink some beer? I'm feeling it coming. I'm feeling it coming. Are you a ghost? Yes. <laughs> I'm, he's looking a little pale lately I'm, I'm i'm a ginger i'm always pale as a ghost i didn't know if he was doing that or the wick the rick flair i was doing jazz hands i don't know <laughs> what do i do I'm not a, i'm not italian but i very often speak with my hands anyway ah well, before we head down there maybe we should pregame a little bit and have a little what are we drinking segment that's right let's let's pre let's pregame a beer fest <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time, right? Hey, I, w- I want to crack first then. And I can't remember exactly who gave me this beer. I'm I got pretty sure it was me. All right. So <laughs> Wayne gave me the beer, but it came from you. That's right? True. Yes, that would be accurate. Yes. Wayne physically handed it to you. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why it's called Wayne's Beer Delivery. <laughs> So (laughs) I'm biased. I think that this beer is the greatest beer that Service Brewing has ever brewed. Oh, oh, that's a hot take, my friend. Mm, That that is a hot take. That's my. I'm not saying they're the greatest beer that I've ever had. I'm saying that it's the greatest beer, in my opinion, my taste buds. That service brewing has ever brewed. I didn't say ever, but I still say it's a hot take. Uh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to clear it up to the people listening so that they can't see. But this is the Savannah Banana Beer. And this year it even says it's got the little foam number two hand that you get. And it says now with twice the amount of bananas. So so our listeners, if you've never heard of the Savannah Bananas baseball team, you need to go look them up on YouTube because they do some hilarious skits while playing baseball. I, I compare them to the the um, Globetrotters for basketball. They do the, all the little – Fancy jazz. You were talking about jazz hands earlier. Doing the jazz hands and doing all this funky stuff. Man, they'll dress up the Savannah Banana baseball team 
will dress up and go out on the field, and it doesn't even have to be Halloween. And they'll just do these crazy, like, skits to throw, not only to throw the people off the the, the batter, I'm having a brain fart, the batter, but also to to just entertain everyone. It's it's awesome. If you ever get to watch a game or just look it up on YouTube, you'll be thoroughly entertained. So cheers to Chase for bringing me this back since I wasn't able to get here this year for this season's. And uh, cheers to you, Wayne, for delivering it. So it sounds like it's very appealing. Oh, the dad so it, jokes come out. So it, it definitely tastes like a traditional Hefeweizen. Like nutty, just banana, but the banana is definitely coming out very strong from years past. I always complained internally. I never said anything to the brewer, the owner, or anything, but I always thought it needed more banana. And I'm happy with this one. <laughs> Needs more banana. Or is that cowbell? Ding, ding, ding. He picked up on the energy you were putting down. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was a hot take you were saying as far as the best beer from service. Yeah. Have you had their, what was it, that Rocky Road Stout that they had at the Georgia Beer Fest? Oh! Oh, God, that was good. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you for reminding me of that. Now, I that still got have lost in the can. memory banks. I still have my can of the Savannah banana in the fridge. I'm actually saving that for the World Series, which is coming up pretty soon. Extremely Too bad the Braves aren't in it this year. I will say when Chase and I went down, when we got invited by John Sharkey to the Greenville Beer Fest last year, service had – a beer that was extremely good, and I can't even remember the name of it. It was a double dry hopped IPA. Messenger of the Sea. That's the one, yeah. It, it was good, but I, I just, everyday drinker, man, just easy. And this year they made 16-ounce cans instead of just 12-ounce cans like years past. But above all, they're supporting Savannah Bananas. Baseball. I do, I do love the Messenger of the Sea, but it's also a hard decision to choose between that and the Freedom Machine. Freedom Machine, yeah, I. That was really good too. Actually, yeah. enjoyed that one, even though somebody at the Georgia Beer Fest said, "No, you won't like it, Wayne." Uh, did yeah, Chase has did. got a hat? I'm jealous of the hat. Oh, my service hat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've got a service I got a service hat, but it's one of the original service hats that they, they made. But you yeah, got, got the actual got a, freedom. Yeah, I got the freedom machine hat. Yeah. Well, being that we're about to head down to my neck of the woods, I cracked open a beer from my neck of the woods. Um 
one of our buddies on Instagram, Adam Drinks Beer, gave me a tip off that Steel Hands down in Casey was doing a special, a fall special for a pretty decent price for a case of beer. Um, he, I mean, his tip was it was twenty four for twenty five bucks. This one it wanted to be in thirty bucks, which that's still a decent for twenty four mm-hmm. beers. That's still a decent price. That's um, good beer. Good and price. I got and, and I got to pick the six packs that I wanted in it. Nice. Um, I was under the impression that it was a standard, you know, a, a standard selection that they had. So this one I'm sipping on right now is one of their sta- one of their flagships, I suppose. Uh, the Foreman Golden Ale. Uh, got a little construction helmet with, of course, the the fist with the rebar. Um, a Foreman Golden Ale that that the theme of the name certainly fits into the theme of Steel Hands, and it's got kind of a very light lemony aroma. And it's got kind of a sweet flavor to it. So golden ale, it's weird because I know it kind of gets lost in the in the shuffle, being that it's such a standard type of brew. So you think, so like you really fall into the craft bit hard and you start trying all this random stuff, these barrel-aids and New England styles, these fruited sours, and you forget, you, you almost like, you drink so much of those, you forget what a golden ale tastes like. So it's hard to like call back to uh, a kind of pinnacle golden ale to compare it to. This, I mean, and this is very good. It's light. It's super light. It's got a little bit of sweetness. Super soft. No, it's not. Doesn't have a nasty aftertaste. It's very solid every day. As you were just talking about drinking on a, an everyday basis. So that thirty bucks. You got 24 beers and you got to pick the beer. It wasn't just all the gold. That's that's a good price. I think so. That's a that's a smoking deal for sure. Yeah. You know, back to your talk about the golden nail. To me, a golden nail is like a pretty close. To me, it's almost like a cross between a Kolsch and a lager. That's yeah. Kolsch doesn't yeah. come off sweet to me. Some can. I can. I. 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 I can vibe with that. That's just my palate. I mean, mm-hmm. I've had some good colshes before. They're not something I grab all the time, like like you could be prone to doing. But I've definitely had some good ones in my day. In my day, who am I? In your day, old man. Back in my day in the craft beer, yeah. we only had two Kolsch's. <laughs> we only had two Kolsch's. They both tasted skunked. <laughs> All righty. Well, I guess it's Kolsch. my turn. Uh, uh, Kolsch. Uh, Kolsch. Kolsch. Uh, I don't know. Okay, like he's not a fan. <laughs> no, I I can be. You you've turned me on to a few, Wayne. I can't say the last time I had a Kolsch though. That's that's the sad thing right now. Oh, I almost thought I could think of it, but no, I can't. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. 
So Hefeweizen, Golden Ale. And here I come with an OG. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm thinking he set that up. He set that up like these two guys are gonna drink these traditional styles that I love so much. And I'm gonna drop this highly fruited sour on them. <laughs> you wouldn't be so lucky today, but still, uh Sweetwater IPA, the original IPA of Sweetwater. Uh, kind of a plain can. Um, you know, this is this uh there's nothing super juicy about it, there's nothing super fruity about it, nothing super bitter about it. It's just it's just a nice drinker. Is it more does it have more of a citrusy touch or more of a malty touch? It starts off like a it, it wants it, it kind of tells you it wants to be juicy. But it gives you more of that grapefruit taste. And then it transitions to um, kind of like a decent tasting pine soul finish. What? <laughs> it gives you it gives you that the, the piney notes as it's as it's exiting your throat down into your stomach. A little bit of a drying effect, but it's not like actually drinking pine soul though. So it's like uh if it co if it goes out like a west coast, what's it coming in as? I don't want to say you said juicy, but I don't want to say New England because that's that's not what I'm picking up from you. No, it it just it would be just what I would consider just a regular IPA. To me, that that's funny though, because to me when someone says regular IPA. I think American IPA, but to me, an American IPA a lot of times is like a West Coast. Yeah, this one doesn't really have like a, like a West Coast has that real high hop bite to it. Yeah. it The, the mouthfeel is more of like a, just like a regular ale, you know, it doesn't really bite you. It just has a little bit of like a drying effect as the taste goes down and a little bit of pineness at the end, but it's not, it's not what I would call like an offensive IPA. Like I did about a year ago. So an IPA by 2021 Wayne standards or an offensive IPA by today's Wayne standards. <laughs> well, by today's standards, you have to be real offensive to offend me on an IPA. Because you would think that I would not be drinking a lot of IPAs, and I think I reviewed more IPAs this year than I have anything else on my channels. Well, there's certainly... The, How did that happen? I have no idea. Well, there's certainly the style that every brewery's got to make. Every brewery's got to have some kind of a flagship IPA. So just I by, it on the can art. Yeah, just by sheer numbers... Yeah, I blame it on the can art. Well, that's true. I mean, if you're gonna if you're gonna make a bang and can label, you're probably not gonna put it on a Heffenweizen or a Kolsch. <laughs> Have you seen River Rats Kolsch? Yes, the tie dye. That's a banging can. Yeah, <laughs> I bought yeah. that can. Had no idea what it was. That's a banging Kolsch. <laughs>
since we were talking about Woodstock. <laughs> or whatever the whatever the Florida equivalent of Woodstock was. <laughs> Any concert they had. <laughs> He's knee deep in bananas. Is he going ape for it? I'm just really enjoying this banana beer. It's been a long, hard, rough day. And I'm not saying it hadn't been rough for y'all because I know both of y'all work too. But uh, I'm just soaking up the bananas, trying not to slip on the peels as I throw them out the back. <laughs> Mario Kart. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me. It's a me. I saw the ring. I've still got that on Nintendo 64, and I've even got the steering wheel and the brake and gas pedal. I'm just happy you stole the Nintendo 64. Yeah, man. I still have mine. I stole mine. I even, but oh, I still got it right here because I've been taking it to the fire station. I even bought when it came out, uh, 2015, it came out then, Nintendo Classic Edition. Mm-hmm. It's got 30 games loaded on it. It's like little bitty. One of my buddies actually bought it for me. And I, I paid him back, but. I used to play the hell out of Mario Brothers or Super Mario Brothers yep. on the original Nintendo. That, that's that got Mario 1, 2, and 3 on it and a bunch of other games. It's, it's still fun. I, I couldn't beat Mario 2. Me neither. I beat Super Mario on Nintendo 64. I beat that one. That's the only one I've beaten. For as big a Nintendo fan as I was, I wasn't into Mario for a long time, actually. Really? What were you into? A lot of sports games and a lot of Pokemon. Okay. I didn't even know they made Pokemon games. What? We're only... Three or two years apart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's just, I wasn't into Pokemon. That's uh, okay. I mean, it was everywhere. So awareness counts too. <laughs> yeah. He's probably Zelda. playing Zelda. Yeah. That's on there too, but I can't figure out how to play it. Maybe you can teach me one day. I'm not big on video games, sorry. Well, I'm not big on new age video games, but I'm probably the heck out of some old video games. Speaking of video games, a lot of times the goal of them is to search for things. Mm -hmm. Do we have some things to search for coming up? I don't know. How do we want to do this? Uh... This will be the first festival of all three of us here. Mm. A challenge. And the, one, the, <laughs> the ones that I've been to with Chase, you know, we've talked to them together. And the one episode that I wasn't there for, the two of you talked to them together. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this all three together. Who are we going to talk to? Divide and Conquer. So what are you saying, Chase? No, I think this next 
Well, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> take take it, take it, Chase. What next? I wasn't teasing anything. I just said challenge. Let's go. <laughs> no, I was on another level. <laughs> That's standard. <laughs> I was thinking of our November dedicate dedication. Well, let's go ahead and get through uh, this one first. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Stay with us as we head down to Columbia to enjoy some best of South Carolina beer fest. It's actually their first ever beer fest from the Brewers Guild of South Carolina. They're going to do it every year after, I guess. So thank you to Laura for allowing us to come down. And fellas, are we ready to hop in the car and drive down to Columbia and shotgun. see shotgun? All right, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm driving, I guess. <laughs> oh, let's see what transform see. and roll out. Yep. Let's see who we can find to talk to that's willing to talk to us about who they are, what they have to offer, and why they are going to the Beer Fest. As always, we want to thank our sponsors. We couldn't do it without them. Upstate Realty and Associates, Promotional Graphics of Greenville. And as always, we can't forget about John Sharkey that allows us to come to his Greenville Beer Fest at Floor Field every year. And Eddie, owner of our home away from home, Clock Tower Tap Room, centered in beautiful Simpsonville, South Carolina, right by the Clock Tower in downtown. Hope State Brew Boys, roll out. The only joint my mama burned was on the rural route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. That hangout my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down. Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned to the only joint my mama ever burned. Sassy and Come on. All right, all right. Wayne from Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We've got uh, Andrew Strauss from uh, Columbia Craft Brewing here in Columbia, South Carolina. We are here at the Best of SC Brewers Fest here in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. Andrew, what'd you bring? Uh, today we brought our um, Hazy Beer is Dead, which is a theolized hazy IPA. We do it uh, around Halloween every year. Really popular beer. And then we brought our um, new year-round uh, flagship pale ale citrus all-pro that we will begin canning in 2023. All right, all right, all right. So you guys are here in Columbia, South Carolina. How long have you been brewing beer here in Columbia? Uh, we started brewing beer uh, in about 2013 and officially opened up the brewery in 2017. All right, so how have laws changed since 2013 to now? Uh, laws have gotten better. Um, you can serve up to 288 ounces or sell 288 ounces to uh, any patron that comes in. 
and just as long as you have your DHEC license, you're you're able to um, you know pour more than just one pint. All right, so we're here on Gervais Street, 800 Junction, Gervais Street. Where is your brewery located from here in downtown Columbia? A great question. So if you were to go down uh, Gervais Street and take a left on a huge E, you'll see us right on the left, right before Todd Moore, um, and we're right down the street from the Colonial Life Arena. Nice, nice. So I'm assuming you guys are Gamecock fans? Uh, you know, we're... We are, but, you know, we like uh, all sports. We, we have family, um, you know, down in College of Charleston, and we have a uh, family that are uh, Clemson Tigers. So, you know, but, yeah, we're on campus, so we're, you know, it's it's Garnet. All things South Carolina. So uh, anything you'd like to promote upcoming here at Columbia Craft here in the near future? Yeah, so actually we just opened up our rooftop bar at the brewery. It's got 16 additional taps, and um, we're really excited about it. And um, so, yeah, come and check us out. Now, the two beers you brought are not ones I've seen really uh, near me in Greenville, South Carolina, but your hazy is fantastic. So after I'm done with that, I will try your other beer. Uh, Thank you for your time. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Look forward to maybe coming down to Columbia and seeing you guys in person. Uh, any parting words? Uh, no, appreciate y'all coming through and um, taking the time to speak with us. All right, Andrew, thank you for coming on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. Welcome back, Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We're on scene today down here in beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. Great, gorgeous weather. The sun's out. Nice little breeze. With us today is Indigo Reef head brewer and owner, Chris Ranieri. So, Chris, give us a little bit of a quick history about your brewery, uh, what you brought today, and I'll get out of your hair. Yeah, of course. So we've been around for three and a half years. Uh, we opened uh, 10 months before the pandemic happened, uh, before we got shut down. Um, so that was a, a wild ride for us. Um, but we pride ourselves on having a beer for everyone. So we got 20 taps in the tap room, uh, all the beers made on site. And with us today, we brought one of our favorites and uh, our, our crowd favorite is our Honey Cream Ale. And then uh, our Sharktoberfest, which is our Marzen that we brew every year for Oktoberfest. Good deal. Well, we look forward to having you on the show full time and uh, for your own podcast interview. And stay with us, folks. Don't bear to watch that your granddaddy gave you on aces and eights and some old riverboat. Always watch out for a red-headed woman or government man when he's thirsty for us. Should have known.
Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We have Mr. Cousin from Magnetic South Brewery. Hey, bud. What, what's going what's on? up, podcast world? How we doing out there? It's a beautiful Saturday. The uh, Hold on, my watch is loaded. I think it's the 16th. 15th. 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 Okay. We're down here in Columbia. Beautiful, beautiful 82 equals 115 degrees Columbia. Because Columbia is the armpit of South Carolina. It's very nice. It's very nice down here. So uh, tell me, cousin, Magnetic South, you guys make phenomenal beer. What did you bring to the party for the best of SC Brewers Beer Fest? So we brought three beers. We brought a Premier Pilsner, yeah. our German Pils, a little hoppy, crisp, smooth. We brought our gas station sunglasses, one of our flagship beers that has become a flagship. Yeah. American Light Lager, little rice in there, you know. Clean, easy drinking. Closest thing you'll get to a domestic beer that'll ever come from us. Um, and then our David Jones Lager. It's a Vienna Lager. You know, still just crisp, slammable, 4.5% Vienna Lager. You know. Yeah, so I've had the Premier Pills. I've had the Gas Station Sunglasses. Had the David Jones Lager today. As always, you knock it out of the park. Phenomenal beer. So, anything new on the horizon there? So, beer-wise, I mean, you know, just going to keep slamming out lager beer, enjoying that lifestyle. I mean, maybe I'll give a little drop that Greenville should see an opening within the first two months. I'm going to, month two of next year might be the opening month. The second month of the year, we might open, so. Judson Mills. Yep, Judson Mills. We got equipment delivered um, yesterday, Friday, you know, everything's you know, coming together. So look for that, you know, look for some new beer drops coming for uh, Halloween, for Black Friday, for Christmas. We'll have a bunch of just stouts, quads, stuff we've been holding on to for the year. So, yeah. Sounds like you're saying come out to Anderson for some beer, Thanksgiving, Christmas, until they get to Greenville. Yeah, be open soon in Greenville. We look forward to seeing everyone in Greenville and uh Anderson and Clemson hopefully in the spring so come on out come on down all right cousin as always thanks for uh, being on the show you guys are phenomenal you make phenomenal beer thank you so much upstate beer boys come back in just a minute back road dust blowing in the wind pickup trucks start rolling in sky turning colors when the sun starts sinking low oh oh Break out of that long week state of mind Gonna burn a little brush pile wood tonight Wind chimes ringing, swinging side to side real slow Oh, oh, and we got Zach Brown playing in the background Cans and the long necks getting nice down with the stars on 
welcome back into the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. The producer, Chase, a.k.a. Nutmeg 2 Palmetto, is down here from the Best of SC Craft Brewers Festival. I got a little guest that was willing to be on the show, head brewer Jeff up at Lake Wiley Brewing Company. Jeff, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. A lot of great beer, so uh, even better now. (laughs) (laughs) Always makes it better, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, first off, let's talk about the elephant in the room. Rock Hill, Fort Mill, that general area. Are you Midlands? Are you Upstate? Are you Charlotte Junior? What are you? <laughs> uh, we like to consider ourselves Upstate, but I think we uh, kind of got overlap, and we're Charlotte Junior. I'm, I'll be honest. Yeah, we, we, we're just we're growing suburbs of Charlotte. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> so that being said, what brought you down here to Columbia for the for this Best of SC Festival? Um, just being a part of the South Carolina Brewers Guild is it. it it's it's impressive and seeing all these brewers out here that are also involved um it's it's a good scene and letting people know that yeah south carolina's got a lot to offer so we want to be a part of that so it's 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 been a great festival so far and continue to enjoy it and build some camaraderie with uh our south carolina brewers and south carolina is i'm from originally from the northeast so all the states are kind of small so it's not super far everything kind of feels really close but south carolina is huge so, like, a lot of the areas of breweries are very regionalized. So, how does that affect how, how you brew or how you work with other breweries in your specific region and uh, around the state as a whole? Um, yeah, our, we're pretty tight up there in the Rock Hill, Fort Mill area, which is great. Um, but it is, there's so much distance between us and the hubs, the brewery hubs all around the state. Um, so, an event like this is great to get to know people, to get to see people, get to try beers that aren't in our area that are you know very regional um so that that's that's a plus of this um i i really just like seeing as a state and just everybody kind of building up because it's just going to bring more attention to us awesome all right enough about everyone else's stuff let's talk about yours yeah (laughs) as i said you are the brewer so what'd you bring today and what was the thought process in deciding why to bring them um (laughs) we brought a uh fest beer um, and uh, pale ale, two, uh, two deep pale ale and our LWB Fest beer. Um, I brought those. The Fest beer is fantastic. I love it. Um, it's nice and malty, nice sweet backbone to it with uh, kind of hopped up a little bit um, just to kind of balance it out. And uh, I just enjoy it. Our patrons enjoy it. It was our number one seller this past two months. And that, I mean, with it being Oktoberfest season, it makes sense. Um, but it beat out some of our, our other number one sellers, are like our blonde ales and things. Um, and then the two deep, uh, we just celebrated our two year anniversary and I kind of did a pale ale just because I wanted to do a pale ale. It, it was a, it was a brewer's choice. You know, I, I, I enjoy hazies. I enjoy IPAs, but something about just being a basic pale ale. So I, I figured I'd bring that one. And I've, we've had a couple people comment like, Hey, it's nice to have something that's not a hazy. So, um, I'm glad to, uh, to bring something that's a little bit of change of pace for everybody. I'm actually drinking it right now. And the aroma is very juicy. But the flavor is kind of balanced. It's yeah. it's a little bit juicy, but it's also malty without the bitterness. Yeah, that that strata hop in it it just gives you some of that fruit notes that come out, um, and it's changed a little bit. The the hops have dropped, and the the malt presence has kind of uh, come up a little bit in it. Um, I, I I like it. It's a pale ale, and I enjoy just sitting around drinking a pale ale. So that's why uh, that's why I brought that one. Strata the only hop in here. Uh, uh we did Columbus as uh, first editions, and then. Uh, 
uh, a lot of Simcoe, and, but Strata was the number one. That's the highlight. That, that dry hopped with uh, some Strata, uh, Whirlpool with Strata. So it's it, it should have that big kind of strawberry, and, and, and depending, if you let it sit a little bit, it gets a little little cannabisy, which I like. Ooh, yeah. oh, I, like <laughs> I, I, I actually like that a little bit of hemp flavor in beer. Not yeah. a lot of people do. Yeah. Okay, so from the brewer's perspective, what's... I, either better tasting wise or easier to work with however you want to take it but the the beers that you just throw in three four five six different type of hops or something that's more single hop so that particular the flavor of that particular one shines um yeah keeping it simple is so much more difficult um when you have limited you know ways to hide flaws it it, it you got to make what you do right um so those simple beers um, as simple as the recipe could be, it could still be difficult to make and, and execute in a in a way that that people are going to enjoy. So those are definitely a little bit a little bit more difficult in in my opinion. But um, kitchen sink beers, where you start throwing in everything and getting experimental, it could be fun. But you know, you also have to keep in mind that you could go wrong in a lot of different ways. So uh, <laughs> it's it's a it's a fifty fifty shot. But I would definitely say keeping the simple beers definitely a lot more difficult. Flagships. What's Lake Wiley got to offer? Um, as a flagship, we have our Sandbar Blonde, which is our number one seller. Um, nice, crisp uh, blonde ale, and it does have a little bit of a hot presence to it, and uh, and a little pilsnery quality. I use a lot of pilsner malt in it just to give it just a little bit of a little more beer, not just a basic yellow beer. I want to try to make it have a little more flavor um, for those introductory people that are getting into craft beer. It, it allows them to to sample something with a little kick to it. And then our Dam Release IPA, um, which is just a, it, it's it's West Coasty, but it does have a little bit of juicy character. El Dorado hops brings out a lot oh. of fruit in it. Yeah, I love them. Oh, yeah, me too. Um, so uh, that, that's those are our number one and two right there. How come they're not here? <laughs> Once again, I was I was just trying to think outside the box. Yeah, I, I was kicking I myself you. all yeah, week. I was like, should I have brought another <laughs> beer? But I, I was like, no, nah, I'll stand behind what I brought. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> A Blondale is an interesting choice to be a flagship. You don't normally think of a lot of places that have a Blondale as a flagship. That's unique. Yeah, like I said, I stand by. I think it's a d- delicious blonde. Uh, I I sample them when I need to. I'm not a huge fan of the style, but I, I think that beer is great. I think it stands up against all the other Blondales around. Um, and it's, def- it's definitely just a fan favorite. Uh, our, our area... It, it, it's, it sells well. People love it. Um, so it's, it's become one of my favorites, and I don't, I don't neglect it. Every time I brew it, I, I take time and care and do it. It's not just a throwaway. I, I, I love what I'm doing with it. Just talk up. Be, be a company man. Is more, more, a little bit more general than your, than the specific that we just been talking about. Be a company man. Talk about Lake Wiley for a se- the Lake Wiley Brewing Company for a second. Obviously, it's named after the lake that's up in that neck of the woods. But why? Where did the name come from? Why did you settle? Why did the company settle on that? How did it get started? Any kind of background, background information that makes Lake Wiley Brewing what it is? Um, we started off. Uh, the owners were looking to to brew. Um, they they got the brewer's license. They were brewing at a small, very small scale, um, and they were looking to try to expand their brewing process. Um, I was home brewing for seven years, and got a hold of these guys and started brewing a little bit with them here and there i was i before that i taught for 14 years um and i was looking to try to make a change um they had the opportunities and they were willing to try to try to stretch 
uh, their brewing process and expand it. Um, so we started off in a pretty much in a restaurant, and I was brewing two barrels at a time. Uh, now I'm up to a seven barrel system. We got a new location. Um, the owners all lived on Lake Wiley. They they're boaters. Um, I enjoy the river. I enjoy the Catawba. Uh, I, I kayak, so it's it's part of what we do, um, and it's part of the community there. Uh, everyone up there, you know, they everyone enjoys the, having that access. So uh, we just wanted to kind of include that in our in our brand because that's it's kind of who we are too. People drinking a lot of beer. They beer. They need some food to soak it up. Yeah. So what's the sustenance offerings at Lake Wiley? Um, we've got food trucks in every day. Um, different food trucks from the from the area. Uh, lots of good lots of good food coming through. Um, Solely relying on food truck. There's no on-site kitchen. Yeah, at the uh, tap house there isn't. Um, at the at the actual restaurant in Fort Mill. Uh, not uh, Rock Hill, we have the tap house. In Fort Mill, they they, they, they have pizza wings. Um, they actually have a full-on restaurant there. Okay. Yeah. Um, what are, are what kind of ties does Lake Wiley Brewing Company have to the community? Whether that is relates to fundraisers, uh, charities that you've sponsored that you're uh, proud to support, or um, anything like just local artists and musicians that come out at events that you support and get some local flavor in to entertain the personnel clientele yeah um we've got local artists coming in we have music friday saturday night um we started to do a quarterly vendors market where we have uh local you know vendors that come in that make their own crafts um and their own goods and and selling those we had two weeks ago we had our first and we were already planning one for december uh went off great um a lot of people coming in for that um supporting charities left and right we did our uh we have a pumpkin sale going on right now where we're uh, donating to the uh, York County Animal Shelter. Uh, we've done work with Pilgrim's Inn, which is a, uh, a nonprofit up in uh, Rock Hill um, for a women's shelter. It's, uh, we always like to give back and be, and be a part of that. Uh, we worked with the, the local homebrew club, Upper Palmetto Zymergy Society, and helped them out with all the, they do quite a bit of the, uh, your charitable donations. And we try to incorporate ourselves with them and, and so they could actually like collect more we put up boxes for toys for tots and and things on their behalf so you know we're we're, we're trying to be part of the community because that, that's why who we're there for you know we're there for them so hopefully someday the show as a whole will make it up and sit down for a longer formal discussion uh as the guest jeff last word for this segment what do you got and what do you want to say um i'm just glad everybody's here drinking beers and, and enjoying beers uh, you know beer is good and uh and uh keep enjoying jeff from lake wiley brewing company thank you again for joining me for a little quick hit right now and uh stay tuned more from the upstate beer boys podcast from the best of sc craft beer festival thanks Dave. well it's been two months since i drank a little too much said the wrong thing so she packed up her stuff moved down to mississippi told her friends she never loved me said i was another muddle Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Today at the SC uh, Best of South Carolina Brewers Guild Beer Fest, we've got Jared from Liability Brewing in Greenville, South Carolina. How are we doing today? I'm doing good, man. How are you? 
Man, we are doing fantastic. You know, it's a beautiful day here in Columbia, South Carolina. There's hardly any clouds in the sky, and there's a lot of good breweries and a lot of good beer. Tell me about the beer you brought here today. Well, sure. It's probably like one of the best days in Columbia that I've ever experienced uh, with the weather and everything. But, um, yeah, so we brought our Mortal IPA, uh, Mortal Wombat IPA. Uh, it's just like our house IPA. And then uh, Ted Danzig, which is our Schwartz beer, a black lager. Um, having a great time today, man. People have been killing the Schwartz beer, which is just nice to see. People getting uh, something different than, you know, IPAs or just something easy to drink and what you go to. So I'm glad to see that. Yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse because everyone's IPA crazy, especially for hazies and regular things IPA. But the Ted Danzig is a dark lager with nice chocolate notes, and it is fantastic. So I am surprised, not surprised, that it's going to kick first. Yeah, man, no, it's, uh, it's great. Like, uh, we, we want something that's, we've been making this since day one. We opened up with this horse beer, which is really nice to have. Just uh, a lager you can have in the summertime when you want something dark so you get some of those characters and uh it doesn't weigh you down when when it's hot out or a nice warm cool day in columbia like today right uh i think i should have wore shorts today instead of uh, pants but <laughs> hey it is what it is i've heard a lot of people say that so far like oh man i should wear shorts <laughs> so since uh you guys have not been a guest on upstate beer boys podcast take a minute and tell us about your location and uh what they can expect there at liability brewing down in Stone Avenue, Greenville, South Carolina. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Liability Brewing, we've been around for uh, celebrate our four-year anniversary. Um, man, we just like to make clean drinking beers, beers that everybody wants to enjoy. Um, we've been doing a lot of Belgian stuff, which has been fun. Uh, our fellow garden gnome has gotten uh, gold, silver, and bronze the past three years in a row at the uh, uh, U.S. Open, which is just excellent. Uh, our light lagers, crisp and clean, and just makes you want to keep drinking. But, uh, uh we love our spot downtown. Greenville is a, a great place for us to be. We love all the people that uh, support us, and we wouldn't be here without them. So just having those great people in Greenville is that's why we're here. We're here for good beer and good people. All right. So, you know, you guys are well-known in the community as far as making awesome beers. Like you said, gold, silver, bronze for one beer and a sweep. That's uh, fantastic. But uh, what kind of local ties or community uh, outreach programs do you have there at Liability? Yeah, sure thing. We Every month we have a, a, a charity we give to. We always have a beer on tap that's uh, for the charity. Um, we also do as much local as we can. We are actually a B Corp, uh, which means we really focus on our employees and the community. Uh, so going through that and being one of the very few breweries in the U.S. that are B Corps, um, just gives a little pride to us and our community and the people that actually make it happen that's awesome and did i read something somewhere that you guys are gluten-free too we uh, are not gluten-free but we do use an enzyme that uh, breaks down gluten Um, so we do have some people that have gluten issues that can drink our beer with no problem Uh, sometimes i feel like i'm spoiled because i i drink it all the time and then maybe you know go have a a long weekend in maybe columbia and tomorrow i might hurt a little bit but (laughs) uh, we we are happy to be able to do that and be able to still make great beer. All right, Jared, well, thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule for the talking with us, Upstate Beer Boys. We cannot wait to uh, schedule an interview at your location because I love that uh, Stormtrooper and uh, They Live Wall and uh, can't wait to uh, see it in person, okay? Yep. Yeah, we're a bunch of nerds. I'd love to sit down and have a beer with you, man. All right, Upstate Beer Boys podcast. We'll be back in a few. 
joint my mama burned was on the rule route. She parked in old man Tater's woods so she wouldn't be found out. Turned off her dome light, snuck off by herself. Crashed down beneath that window, fired it up, gave it hell. At that hangout my daddy used to hang around. We watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down. Just like that, the taps and stools and tables got turned to the only joint my mama ever burned. I'll get sassy and bluegrass, come on. Welcome back into the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Producer Chase, a.k.a. Nutmeg to Palmetto, here from the Best of SC Craft Beer Festival in Columbia with Jordan Skeen, head brewer at Peak Drift Brewing Company. Jordan, how are you doing today? Not too bad. It's been pretty steady. <laughs> yeah. So, you're one of the, there's a lot of South Carolina represented here, but you're one of the home teams. Yes. So, any interesting factoids about what brought you here and why you're at the best of sc um so that's a hard one for me so i started working for peak drift a few months ago i i really believe in what we're doing for just craft beer in this area in general because we're building a pretty large production facility one of the larger for the craft brands in the whole state so that's kind of fun because that gives us a lot of opportunity to work with other breweries that may be smaller that don't have the lab set up that we do or what have you and we can kind of just make all craft beer better in South Carolina. So that's how I kind of ended up with Peak Drift. Um, that was the attraction for me. And then I do a lot of stuff with the Guild, and so I was excited to see that we were bringing this festival back and, and seemed to be doing it really well this year. So, <laughs> I, you know, that's kind of how I ended up here, at least. But, yeah. That's a great segue because the opening of the facility keeps getting pushed back, right? How come, how, why is that? Construction. I mean, construction in general is just one thing after another. Maybe somebody didn't show up on time. Maybe a piece of equipment got delayed. That type of stuff. We we now have full power. All the, all the tanks are in and up and, and wired. Um, so we're really only like a few weeks to a month or so away from brewing there. Um, that's just step one of the construction. After the brewery is, is functional, they're going to start building out the tap room and the restaurant and everything else on site. So it's going to seem like we're not open, but we're, we're going to be producing there very soon. And that's what gets us to the rest of the markets in South Carolina. So you won't be able to come to that tap room until like next summer. Yeah. But like, that's how we kind of segued it, you know? You want to make beer and send it out before the clientele comes in, because otherwise clientele doesn't have anything to drink. Right, yeah, and we, I mean, you can go to Smoked, so we do have a microbrewery inside of Smoked, which is on Main Street, so you can get all of our beer and seltzer there if you want to sit down and have a pint, and then outside of that right now, yeah, it's only events, so it's kind of, you know, if you're at an event where we're at, cool, you get to try us, otherwise you got to go to Smoked right now, and that's how it'll be for, like, until next summer, so yeah. So... I hear through the grapevine that you're also trying to leverage the facility to, for other people to come in as well. So how much of the facility is going to be your stuff versus how much you plan on doing for others? So that's kind of shifted as we've, we've you know, kind of gone along. And honestly, it'll depend on several things. Once we get going, if we're wildly popular and people want more of our product, we'll devote more of our, our production space to that. Um, and then we'll just kind of go with based on how the contracts flow in. So we've been talking to a few folks and nothing is set in stone at this point, but so it'll just depend on who, who shows up and what they want to do. What, um, 
what kind of are is that more of like you wanting to be big brother big sister to smaller breweries in South Carolina or is it kind of any all parties come to pass through distribution so I I've not really worked for a contract brewery as my main gig um, it, it, when I did I found that it was a really useful step for just some folks that are questioning if they should get a second facility or expand their first or if they just want to see how they do in a different market but don't necessarily have the production capacity for it. So I kind of think it just gives an opportunity to folks that want to explore what they want to do with their brand, a, a space to do that in without all of the commitment. So that's kind of how I see it. I don't know that I'm if, trying to be a big brother, big sister, but like if we have resources to offer, we want to offer them, you know? Every, I mean, if a rising tide raises all ships, if we, if we can give somebody the opportunity to be in the market with us, that's great, right? All right, enough about everyone else. Talk about your beer. What'd you bring today? So we have our Berry Crumble Fruited Sour, our New England IPA, our Golden Ale. Um, I think that's it for our beer tent. For our hard seltzer tent, we have our Berry Banana Smoothie Hard Seltzer, which you are drinking, and then we have our Mixed Berry and Peach Citrus Hard Seltzers. So pretty good little smattering. So there's a crumble... Fruited yes. sour outside. Yes, there was. I haven't been to that booth in a minute, so yeah. I've been hanging out indoors for a bit. I think I gotta go stop yeah. by the outside one first. It's a, it's a nice, like, it's a little bit less fruited than what you're currently drinking, but think berry crumble, like, kind of like a fall, like, pie type of thing. So, but with light tartness, you know, the sour really gives it that kind of rounded profile. So, yeah. Sing my tune. Yeah. <laughs> um, what are, granted, as we've gone over, you're still building up the facility, but what are your flagships? So our flagships are going to be our New England, our Golden. Our Fruited Tower is going to rotate, but it is going to be one that we have something of all the time. So it'll be a line. Yeah, it'll be a line. And then we have a seasonal, not seasonal line. We have a rotating IPA line. And then from there, the talk for the seltzer right now is more up in the air, but peach citrus, mixed berry, and potentially a cucumber mint. And then from there, this guy's kind of the limit. We're still seeing what lands, right? Com company woman question for a moment. What, tell us a little bit about Pig Drift, the story behind it, how it got started, what was the kind of brainchild as far as taking it to the level it's at now and the level it hopes to be. Yeah. How'd Pig Drift get off the ground? So and and the story behind maybe even the name too. Okay, that's that is great. I'm I'm the worst at telling this part of the story, but that's okay. <laughs> so our owners are Sarah and Greg Middleton, and their dad uh, Scott Middleton owns several restaurants around the area, and they they've also owned some healthcare, some some like long, is it home healthcare uh, and other things in the area, and so they started kind of the restaurants to help with the catering for their health care and then they were like oh we have these restaurants let's go ahead and do a brewery that would be great and what I love about Sarah and Greg is that they are they're great at fostering the creativity and the 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 passions of others and so they are they just are great owners from that perspective because they have the resources and then they hire the people that really want to do those things and let them kind of run with it and shine. Peak Drift is kind of a the idea is that you have your peak drift moment. So when you're out 
if you're one of those people that, like me, I really love to go kayaking with my dog, and it's just the feeling when you have, like, a perfect day with a nice beer, enjoying the outside with, like, what whomever you want. For me, it's my dog. <laughs> and so, like, that kind of just feeling of everything's fallen into place, and weather was perfect, and, like, so it's your, you know, you're kind of, like, everything came together. And that's different for everybody, but... So it's almost like a synonymous almost term, like peak being the height of a particular sensation, drift being now this is what we do. Yeah, that's kind of the idea. That's why with on our logo, you've got both the mountains and the river. So it's kind of like, we're, we're, it's an homage to kind of Columbia in a way because you've got a little bit of both and we're close to bigger water and bigger mountains. So always keep exploring, right? Right. That I mean, that was, I mean, I... A lot of my South Carolina experience over the last several years has been the upstate. I lived full-time in the upstate for a year before moving down here to Lexington. So, and a, a big reason why I chose down here is because it's very centrally located. I can get to Greenville-Spartanburg as easily as I can get down to Charleston, yeah. as e- easily as I can get up to Charlotte, as easily, a little bit longer, but as easily as I can get to Atlanta because that's direct. Uh, yeah. yeah, Atlanta, sorry. My brain's going all over the place today. No, you're fine. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... I'll, I'm, 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 I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, no, definitely. It's it's been a ride, and we're growing pretty quickly. But honestly, it's it's I love everybody that I've been meeting, and I, I was in the craft beer industry in Tennessee before I was here, and so it's it's fun to find my next home, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Ten- there's a lot of big names in Tennessee. What what what? Where were you doing before that? So. But before I was here, uh, several years ago, I used to actually brew for Oscar Blues in North Carolina. But in Tennessee, I actually helped open and run a brewery up just north of Knoxville. Um, So we're in Norris, and it's called the Clinch River Brewing. And the fly keeps bothering you. It does. It likes me. But, um, yeah, so we're actually, they are inside of the state park, the Norris Dam State Park, right across the street from the Clinch River. So very similar vibe to Peak Drift, and I was kind of, I, I, I helped them get going, and, and they had someone in the wings waiting, and I kind of was like, all right, I'm off on my next adventure. So, yeah. Talk a little bit more about what the facility is going to have to offer as far as sustenance, because... When you're drinking a lot of tasty beer, you need something to soak it up. Oh gosh, yeah. So I'm curious to see honestly what we decide food-wise. Something about this company that I've noticed is like we kind of read the room and do a little sampling with folks and see what what might stick. I do think they're kind of gearing it a little bit more towards what you would see in a smaller craft brewery. But I, I don't know if anyone knows, but we're attached to Smoke. Smoke does a pretty fancier oyster pricey cocktail bar yes so i think they're gonna stick a little bit more to the the things you want to eat when you're drinking craft beer and and like they're a little bit more tailored to that relaxed atmosphere at least that's what i've heard thus far but i think we're a little bit off because that'll be next summer so while we're doing the planning stages there's not a final we're doing x you know and one of uh, the other token question of our podcast is um, your community ties. Now, I I know this may be a little difficult to open because the the storefront is still in the process of being open. Yeah. But what are your do you have any community times community ties thus far, even through smoked, where charities fundraisers you care about or local musicians artists that you give a platform for them to spread 
right their their product and platform what what's peak drifts community ties i knew that that might come up i honestly this is why i'm the worst at this jason who is our operations manager he's around here and I know we do a lot of stuff. So he, he has a son uh, with cerebral palsy. So I know we've worked with several organizations locally that help kids with disabilities. So I know that's a thing, but I don't know specifically who we've worked with. Like I said, I've only been here for like three months. So I'm a little bit like not as connected on those fronts and just working on making really good beer right now. I know that they're doing that. I'm just not as, I'm not as, I'm not at every event. They, they rarely let me out. <laughs> Keep you in the cage? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Just busy. Busy making beer, you know? So, yeah. All right. So, I'll spin that. Was the, the Tennessee Avenue, was that your first first foray into brewing? or? Let's see. I've, I've been brewing for about nine years professionally. I started at a brewery in Knoxville that no longer exists. Went to Oscar Blues. Decided to help this small company open. Did that for a, a fi- about five years. And then moved to South Carolina, briefly worked at a different brewery, and now I'm now I'm here. So I've I've always been in the southeast. Um, that's kind of my home. That's what makes sense to me. So yeah, yeah. A journey person, if you will. Do I? Yeah. A journey person. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for hopping on the show. Um, as always, we always give the guests the final word. Anything, anything, any last words you want to impart to the audience, whatever the case may be. Anything, whatever's on your mind. I just hope whoever is listening is having a delicious beer, whatever it may be for them. And thank you so much for talking to me. No problem. Stay tuned. We'll have more from the SC Best of SC Craft Beer Festival on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Alright, alright, alright. Wayne with the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We've got Danielle from Lore Brewing in Indian Land, South Carolina. I believe that's somewhere in the area of the uh, Rock Hill area, if I'm correct. It is. It's north of Rock Hill and just neighbors of Fort Mill. So between Charlotte and Fort Mill, kind of in a weird jut up area on the map. So kind of like South Charlotte, uh, no man's land, North Carolina. So we're here at the SC Brewers Best of South Carolina Guild Fest. Tell me what you brought today. Today we brought gin and juice, which is our hazy IPA. It's our most popular beer. Delicious New England style brewed with Amarillo, Citra, and Galaxy hops. It's nice and hazy, delicious citrus flavor. We also brought Ragnarbach, which is a German, traditional German style Bach has you know a a perfect roastiness sweetness without being overly heavy and too much too much sweetness we also brought our Ierfest fest beer which 
is a perfect fest beer. Light, crisp, pale lager with the perfect amount of malty flavor. I tell you what, I'm having the Roggen beer right now, and it is fantastic. Of course, if you guys listen to the podcast, I am a fan of the classical styles, and this is right in the wheelhouse. But, uh, you know, brown sugar, you know, uh, maltiness, not like uh, blow your head off hopness. It's good stuff. It's, yeah, it's delicious. It has the perfect amount of that malty sweetness without being too overpowering. Light, light on the hop profile. Perfect for the the traditional German style bock. All right, and tell me, how long have you guys been brewing there in... Uh, Indian Land. Indian Land, South Carolina. We opened in October 2019. We just celebrated our three-year anniversary. Three years. So, three years. Three awesome. years. Three years. So, you know, we opened in October 2019. A few months later, it turned into a real weird time, but we're still kicking it. We're having a great time. First and only brewery in Indian Land at this point. Um, I'm sure that'll change in the in the near future. We but welcome it. It'd be good. We need more. We need a bigger beer community around us. Don't forget about Indian Land. Yeah. We're we're here serving up the beer. All right. So, Indian Land, South Carolina, just south of uh, Rock Hill. You say? Just Charlotte. south of Charlotte, north, north of, of Rock, Rock Hill. Hill. So kind of in that no man's land, but you know, don't forget about them. They make good beer there. You know. Thank you for being on our podcast. We look forward to seeing you guys in the near future. Any parting words that you have for us? Drink local, man. Drink it's all local. your local breweries. Drink Those local. people enjoy you. They love having you in. Like, whether you come to ours or anybody else that's around you, it's just support local. That's and all I say. life's local. too short to drink bad beer. So, and, and your local places are the ones that are pumping out the best beer. So, support local. And local Cheers distilleries, to too. Local distilleries, craft breweries. Just support local overall. Cheers to South Carolina beer. Yeah. Cheers, South Carolina beer. You know, Josh from uh, New Groove, he's a good friend of our podcast. He recommended we talk to you guys. I'm glad he did because you guys make phenomenal beer. I can't wait till we can plan a trip to uh, the Rock Hill area, come by and see your brewery, talk to you guys, get a little more in-depth of what you got going on there. And, uh, yeah, just yeah, send us a text, us, email, whatever. We can do whatever you guys want. We'd love to have you. Right. We'd love to have all you know, of you. Whoever, yeah, everybody listening. All right, you heard it here first. Uh, Indian Trail, North Carolina, or South Carolina. Indian Land, South Carolina. Sorry, it's late in the day. Well, and, and that, is, that is, there is an Indian Trail in Charlotte, Indian Land, South Carolina. So it does get confusing for people. But Indian Land, South Carolina. All right, Upset Beer Boys Podcast. You heard it for your first. Thank you for your time.
Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast on location from the Best of SC Craft Beer Festival in downtown Columbia, South Carolina. I am here with the operations manager, Michelle, from Two Blokes Brewing Company down in the low country. So, low country to Midlands today. What brought you here to the Best of SC Festival? Oh, we do all the festivals that we can do. We spent, you know, we spent three years not being able to do any festivals, and this is our this is our fun time. This is when we get to get together with other people in the community. It's when we get to see our friends in other breweries that we don't often get to see, and you know, talk to the customers and bring people out. Charleston's a it's a tourist community town. We get a lot of people in from other parts of the state, and it's you know. The festivals is where we get a lot of those customers that say, oh, well, we saw you at this festival or we saw you at that festival. I had your beer here. Um, these are the places that we can form those connections. Uh, tying into that, well, I talk about the beer you brought for the clientele to taste today. So what, you, what did you bring today to Best of SC and why did you decide on those particular styles? Oh. Okay, that's tough. That's always a tough decision. So I brought our Hay King, which is our Marzen. Um, this is the first year that we've done a Marzen. It's been super well received in the tap room. It's going to be Oktoberfest style, dark lager, little bit of sweetness on the back end, nice and nutty, nice and roasty. Um, and then I've got our Wicked Throat Charmer, which is kind of our flagship IPA. Um, it's our most requested. It's our most distributed New England style hazy heavy on the hop not very bitter lots of grapefruit orange citrus flavors on that one um we brought the marzen because it's that time of year we brought the wicked because it's our most popular it is that time of year and i've noticed it's very popular today a lot of people have marzens and fest beers lots of marzens i've tried a lot of great ones too so you said the new england's one of your flagships so as far as is that the only flagship you have other flagships talk about your best sellers yeah so um so we've got a couple of flagships in the in the brewery one is going to be our wicked throat charmer um one is our publican um it's an english pub ale it's easy drinking a little bit malt forward closer to something like a light pale ale um it's one that we started with from day one and then um, we've got our first blood which is our blood orange hefeweizen and that's probably our best selling in the tap room pretty traditional hefeweizen flavors banana clove on the front a little bit of citrus on the back end it's great for beer drinkers it's great for non-beer drinkers uh, we sell a lot of that one um, those I would say are our three most popular, three flagships um, that we pretty much always have around in the tap room. What um, what's the story behind Two Blokes? How it got started? What's the how the name come into existence? What to give us a little background in, uh, inspiration uh, inspiration storytelling as far as what makes two blokes what it was what it is and how it got to this point in today sure well we kind of have a a really unique and not altogether happy story um we started as two blokes it was two guys that started the brewery um one of them who was our head brewer his name was maddie simons um he was the australian bloke hence the name two blokes 
Uh, about a year after we opened, he bought out our second bloke. Um, and about two years ago, uh, he passed away pretty, pretty suddenly. Um, just 50 years old. Um, so that was pretty shocking. It was around the beginning of COVID time. So we had a lot of transitioning to do. Um, but now his wife, Evelyn, is the owner um, and I'm the operations manager. So we're a brewery called Two Blokes, but we're women owned and operated. Uh, we've got a really, really great brewer um, who had been working with Maddie for two years before he passed. So it was a good transition there, and it was easy for everybody to fall into place there. So, so it was rather smooth from such a kind of sad, traumatic experience. It was a rather smooth transition into the next step. I, I wouldn't call it smooth, but we are chugging along and we're doing the best we can. And, you know, we're, we're happy to still be around. We just hit our sixth year in, uh, in July. And, you know, we're just happy to be a part of the community still because we weren't sure for a while. Well, speaking of community, as far as I'll, I'll get into the, a, a greater sense of that question later in a minute. But as far as the beer community, what is it like down in low country mount pleasant charleston like like who are your kind of hobnob breweries that you kind of like like to do a lot of stuff with oh you know we really us specifically have really depended on a lot of other breweries and um, it's such an amazing community to be a part of i saw that firsthand when maddie passed i mean i was in a position at that point taproom manager so I had a lot to learn there was a lot I didn't know um, I I wouldn't have gotten through it without the support of other people in the community everybody was willing to lend a hand everybody was willing to help trade secrets trade ingredients um, offer their hands where I needed them and I'm super grateful that that was that was a, a thing that everybody was willing to do for me. The low country community and the craft beer business and Charleston specifically is so amazing. Um, a couple of a couple of breweries that we really or that I really uh, was grateful for during that time and offered me a lot of help and support. Um, Common House Ale Works, Indigo Reef Brewing, um, you know, Frothy Beard was great for us as well. I, I could name them all because they've all done things specifically for me that that I'll always be thankful for. But but those three for sure were definitely proactive in reaching out and making sure that I had everything that I needed. For all these tasty beers you're brewing, the clientele needs something to soak it up. So what's your sustenance options in the tap room? Whether are you more food truck based? Do you have your own kitchen? What, what, can, what can the public come to expect in your tap room to soak up, the, soak up your tasty beer in order to drink more of your tasty beer? So we don't have a kitchen in the tap room. Um, we have food trucks Wednesdays through Sundays. Um, there are a ton of food trucks in the Charleston area. We've got over 80. So we always have a good bit of variety. Um, and you can come in every day of the week and get something a little bit different. We always have bar snacks, um, local popcorn, chip companies. Um, but if you want something, something a little bit more, 
something a little bit more, you're going to have to come Wednesdays through Sundays. Uh, we always allow people to bring in their own food on, on Mondays and Tuesdays when we don't have a food truck. Uh, we've had people come in and plug in their crock pots and, you know, you can bring whatever you'd like, but I think that we usually have a good food truck lineup and it's... And, you know, they have their own following. It's a symbiotic relationship. We bring the food trucks new customers. They bring us new customers, and hopefully we keep them. So the Wednesday through Sunday is the food truck, but you're open more days than that? We're open seven days a week. What we make on site right now, that's just beer. We do one seltzer, um, and we kind of try to gear that towards the wine drinkers. So right now in the tap room, we've got a Sauvignon Blanc grape juice seltzer. What What are your um, community ties, whether that is the Low Country area, South Carolina in general, coming up here to Midlands, Upstate, what have you. What is Two Blokes community ties as far as fundraisers, charities that you are supportive of, local artists and musicians that you invite into your space to promote their brand? What, what, what's Two Blokes' community footprint? So it's too much beer today to, to list specifics, but we definitely try to work with our local community a lot. Um, once, once a month, we always do a pint night where we work with local charities. Um, we do dog rescues. We do homeless shelters. We do... Um, cancer research organizations um, you name it we've worked with them we really like to do um, to support organizations that are close to the low country and a lot in the Charleston and Mount Pleasant areas specifically um, we do what we can we're a small brewery but we really like to give back and the pint nights work for us at this point a small brewery, but I always see your name on the tap list and like bigger name restaurants and like kind of chain restaurants. So you may be a small brewery, but you've got a large distribution footprint. Well, I'm happy to hear that. You know, we uh, we only distribute in South Carolina at this point um, and fairly newer to some of the areas in, in the upstate. Um, but I would say Charleston is our biggest our biggest distribution area and we've started to recently branch out to Greenville, Columbia, all of those areas, Myrtle Beach, Hilton Head. Uh, we're trying to increase our, our footprint because there's only so much growth you can do in the tap room. So distribution is the is the easiest way to, to increase your growth and increase your revenue. So we're really trying to we're trying to expand and I'm happy to hear that you've seen us a lot of places. You know what, what? What's your favorite style? Oh, uh, West Coast IPA. Oh, I gotta get one of one of my beer influencer friends came with us today. Came with the show today to hang out. I gotta uh, let him know that you're a West Coast fan. Please do. I'd love to try it. Well, Michelle, we always give the guests the final word on these segments. So, anything else that you want to add? Popping up two blokes just in general causes close to brokes whatever the case may be floor is yours oh shit um well nothing super important i'm just happy to be here like i said before you know we've been deprived of the past couple of years um with 
COVID, not being able to get together like this. And it's, you know, this is the first uh, South Carolina Beer Festival we've had in a while. And it's so nice for us all to be together. I'm having a great time and I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of the community. I know I said final word, but I'll expand on that. What has been the response to recovering from the last couple of years? Um, a little bit different for us than it has for others, obviously, because we lost our owner and brewer, and he was such a uh, such a big presence in the brewery. Um, you know, people come in from everywhere would always remember him. He was a super memorable guy. It was maybe the Australian accent, maybe the fact that he was just a big teddy bear, but... Um, you know, people have been showing a lot of support to us. They want us to do well. They miss Maddie. We miss Maddie. You know, we we feel like it's been well received. You know, we're crawling back like everybody else, but we feel like everybody really wants us to do well. So that's a good place to be. Amen to that. I mean, we had a previous guest up in Spartanburg, Cyclops, that lost their owner as well. So. Right. All right, now the actual final word. Uh, drink lots of beer today. <laughs> Michelle, thank you for joining me. And uh, stay tuned for more from the Best of Best Craft Beer Festival on the Upstate Beer Boys podcast. Back road dust blowing in the wind. Pickup trucks start rolling in. Sky turning colors when the sun starts sinking low Oh, oh, break out of that long weak state of mind Gonna burn a little brush pile wood tonight Wind chimes ringing, swinging side to side real slow Oh, oh, and we got Zach Brown playing in the background Cans and the long necks getting nice now With the stars all shining like a chandelier It's Friday night out here Welcome back to the Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We are here at the Best of SC Brewers Festival here in Columbia, South Carolina. I am here with Clay with Common House Ale Works in North Charleston, South Carolina. How are you doing today, bud? I am doing well. I'm, I'm excited to be out here. I'm excited to be on the podcast and excited to talk about some beer with you. All right, speaking of beer, what did y'all bring today? So today we brought two of our fan favorites we brought our looking east ipa and our indigoza our looking east is going to be a classic west coast style ipa and our indigoza is a blueberry sour made with all local blueberries from the low country well i'm having the indigos right now and to be honest with you i've been here a little bit and this is the only beer i've come back twice for and i don't really like gozas so that should say something to you your uh, Looking East IPA is phenomenal. Uh, definitely a West Coast style, which Looking East kind of like confused you a little bit, but uh, very, very good. Got a nice clean finish with a bitter ending, but phenomenal. Yeah, the Looking East is a little bit of a story behind the Looking East. Where we're located at in historical Park Circle in North Charleston, we're on East Montague. And in the morning time, when the brewers get there, they can catch the sunlight and the sunrise coming from the east and also with it being a west coast style IPA you're looking to the east from the west 
So it kind of plays into the name, and it's something kind of fun to give the people to talk about. Like East Coast, West Coast, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. What's the story behind the Indigos? Uh... So one of our more popular core beers is our Air Salty. Almost a traditional German-style Goza, a lot of salinity, uh, a, a lot of fruit notes. And we went ahead and started a series where we would add different local and seasonal fruits and uh, just trying to play up on those natural flavors that you get. And, and it's really been working for us. The Goza is really hard style to kind of master. And those guys in the back really figured out a ways of getting it going. It's one of our number one sellers is Land the Goza. All right. So, uh... Common House Ale Works in uh, North Charleston. How long have you guys been around? This coming January will be five years. Uh, we, we were one of the first breweries in that area in Park Circle. And it was very intentional about our location. Very communal. Uh, the name Common House stems from back in the days where in a local city or a town, your common house was your courthouse, it was your, your city hall, it was your watering hole. It was the place for people to gather. And, you know, we're making the common beer for the common man is what we're out here to do. Bringing people together through beers, celebrating what we all share in common is most definitely our, our, our mantra at the brewery. You know, here we here at the Upstate Beer Boys, we can get behind that message for sure. Uh, any parting words that you have to uh, our guests and the listeners out there in the uh, greater uh, listening land? Most definitely. First and foremost, a shout out to the Upstate Beer Boys podcast uh, and Wayne for approaching and enjoying the beers. And we just want to spread love and positivity through our beers and and make sure that everybody has a a a, a common place to hang out, to, to express themselves and to enjoy beer. Because that's the one thing we have more things in common than we don't. All right, Clay. Well, when we get down to the low country, uh, Chase, Stephen, and I were definitely to come down there. We're going to sample your rest of your tap list and maybe talk to everyone there. And uh, great having you here. Thanks for being on the show. And we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, thank you. Well, it's been two months since I drank a little too much. Said the wrong thing, so she packed up her stuff. Moved down to Mississippi, told her friends she never loved me. Said I was another muddle, long-haired hillbilly. I'm sitting here, drowning in a cold beer. And I won't tell her you saw me. Welcome back to Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. We're here on location at South Carolina Best of the Best Beer Festival. With me today is someone that's not new to the beer industry, but definitely new to the Upstate Beer Boys. Never been on the interview podcast, and we're going to change that today. So tell us your name, who you're with. Yeah, this is Matt Bowes from the Southern Ground Beer Company in Greer, South Carolina. And uh, we're here pouring at the festival today. We've got three beers on tap out here to uh, everybody. One beer inside in the VIP and uh, having a great time. Yeah, tons of great beer out here, tons of great people, and keep going. So what did you bring today? Yeah, we've got our uh, Berry Man Strata, our flagship IPA, 100% Strata hops in there. It just won the gold medal in the South Carolina Best of Craft Beer uh, competition this year. 
Uh, we've got our Das Grauen beer, which is our uh, fest beer. We're using 50% Riverbend malt out of Asheville, 50% Fireman malt from Germany, kind of best of both worlds. And then we've got our tropical sauce, our uh, sour IPA, or uh, uh, just our uh, kettle sour. So uh, pineapple, mango, habanero, just enough fruity sweetness to balance out some of that heat, keep you coming back for more. So, so what made you bring those three particular ones? I, I mean, uh, we just wanted something a little bit different. I mean, Barry Manstrada, that's our flagship. Uh, yep. I mean, won the won the gold medal this year. Like I said, we had to represent that. Uh, fest beer, time of the year, just a nice crushable uh, beer for beautiful weather out here today. Um, and tropical sauce, just that more interesting and that spice yeah. in the sour. Uh, just, you know, that, that more interesting offering. Like I said, in the VIP, we've got our Live, Work, Play lager. Um, so a special uh, lager we did to raise funds for uh, relief um, right. so towards uh homelessness and uh, that's the know, one with the downtown lights and yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah 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 we pulled the uh uh streetscape and yep. added that to the label so making Greer represent perfect so folks stay with us from on location here in columbia south carolina and also uh keep your ears peeled because we are trying to get him on <laughs> our podcast for a full interview stay with us joint my mama burned was on the rural route she parked in old man taters woods so she wouldn't be found out turned off her dome light snuck off by herself crashed down beneath that window fired it up and gave it hell that hangout my daddy used to hang around we watched it all go up and smoke until it all came down just like that the taps and stools and tables got turned all right, all right, all right. Upset Beer Boys podcast. Wayne here with our good friend Josh from New Groove Brewing in Bowling Spring, South Carolina. What's good? Everything. Everything's good today. Yeah, great day. Great day in uh, Columbia, South Carolina for the first inaugural, or the, the inaugural, not the first. Uh, South Carolina, what best of South Carolina craft beer is what we're calling it? I think it's the best of South Carolina beer festival or something close to that here in Columbia, South Carolina. Beautiful day, not many clouds in the sky, great weather, great beer, great friends. Tell me what you brought here. Uh, Today we brought uh, Cadence 2022. It's our fresh strata hop IPA. Hops from field to to uh, fermenter in less than 24 hours, and our Sonata con Legno uh, fooder uh, fermented oak aged marzen. That I gotta try because I've had the uh, the cadence up there, which you know I'm not a big IPA guy, but that is phenomenal. The wet hops. I think it makes a big difference shipping them in within 24 hours. Um, so I'm going to have to go try your Marzen for sure. Yeah, the, the Cadence, the I mean, it's the freshest beer experience you can get. Uh, being here in the southeast U.S., like literally the entire country away from where the, the freshest hops are grown in the north, north, northwest. I said, I said southeast, southeast. We're in the southeast, northwest. Uh, you don't get to experience those fresh hop varieties, uh, but uh, Crosby Hops—they uh, 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 we work with them for other hop varieties. They 
they allow us to, to purchase those, freight them out to us overnight. Uh, we get them into the into the boil right away, so you can get that fresh hop experience. Nice, nice, nice. What else is new at New Groove Brewing? Well, New Groove, uh, man, when's the last time we talked? Um, uh, probably at uh, Magnetic South. Yeah, so we have our, our new brew house going. I don't know if we had that up in, if we were still in uh, hiatus when that time was around there. We got a new uh, 10 barrel brew house from Deutsche out of, uh, uh, out of Charlotte, um, allowing us to uh, uh, pretty much double our batch size. Uh, cut our brew days uh, and, and do some more fun stuff with the beers that we've done in the past. Uh, uh, that's, that's the beer side of things. Just had our, our Bill Beer release, uh, Imperial Stout. We're going to Stout season. so Stout uh, season is all year round, baby. It is, it is, yeah. But it's kind of tough to drink them in 95-degree weather in the South Carolina sun. Uh, but, yeah, so we're coming into our, our Stout season, so look for – some uh, some barrel aged stuff come out. Our Mister Plain uh, Black Friday release. We do a Black Friday uh, tap blackout uh, with some uh, stuff from the cellar and have a lot of fun with those. Well, hopefully I'll be off for Black Friday so I can come by. If not, then I guess I will just have to uh, get the leftovers. You know, uh, Happy Birthday, Bill. You know, he's been an integral part of your brewery and he's uh, a good guy. New Grove, New Grove. <laughs> We got a, a cousin drive by there. Damn it, cousin. <laughs> Made me spill my beer. <laughs> beer foul. All right. Well, uh, thanks for coming on the podcast again. I think this is, what, the fourth or fifth time? Who's counting? Who's counting? Yeah. I don't know. Like, we love seeing you guys out. We look for the red shirts when we see them, the Upstate Beer Boys. Uh, I try to share your podcast with all the other like literally here today, there there may be thirty breweries I've never never experienced. Uh, half of those I've never even heard of. So it's great to see like uh, the guild bringing these breweries together and um, and moving uh, craft beer, South Carolina craft beer, forward uh, here in the state. Absolutely, because uh, rising tide lifts all boats, as we've heard before. Absolutely. All right, Josh. Thanks again. Thanks Cheers. Cheers. And uh, we'll be back with Upstate Beer Boys podcast. up from the best of sc craft beer festival the three of us finally got back together and we bring on two of our dearest nearest friends fellow beer influencers from the greater south carolina area one from the upstate one from the midlands you can follow them on instagram at adam drinks beer and at beer me gvl we're gonna have a little camaraderie wrap it up what did you Akuna Matata? Why in your cutoff? So, 
Let's, you know what? Let's start with Brian and then Attic, but tell him how he's wrong. Brian, at Beer Me GVL, what was your favorite beer of the day? Replay Wet Hop IPA. Adam, what was your favorite beer of the day? That one was fine. My favorite beer was the Greens and Angry Fish Collapsed Out. Mayor, at Southern Bling Beer Reviews, what was your favorite beer of the day? The Bourbon Pecan Stout from Angry Fish. Sage, Wayne, at Wayne's Beer Delivery, what was your favorite beer of the day? Believe it or not, I'm going to shock the whole world, but the uh, Goza from... Common House Brewing in North Charleston, South Carolina. You can't even find the tent, ladies and gentlemen. I found it, and their Goza is phenomenal. <laughs> Wade, Wade found a Goza he likes before Adam chugged the beer. Wayne wins. <laughs> I had it twice. Oh, my gosh. Wayne wins. Can we ride back home with somebody? <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You're the only one in the upstairs. Well... I guess he could ride back to Adam's house with Brian, and then Brian could drive him home. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Second bed, Wayne, you can uh, stay if you need to, but if not, ride home with Steven, fire marshal. Wayne, I, I, I thought Wayne didn't like Gozas. I don't. He does it. That's the point of our amazement right now. This is some weird shit going I on. I haven't checked the beer yet. Can so. I say that? <laughs> We're not worth it. All right, let's wrap it up. Top, top, top three beers you had here. The Strata beer was my top favorite, other than the bourbon. Everything was good. I had seltzer, believe it or not, <laughs> from Peak Drift Brewing. That tasted just like bananas and raspberries. My favorite beer was the frothy beard uh, blueberry smoothie sour. Ooh. Wayne, top three beers? Top three beers was the uh, the Stout from Angry Fish, the Indigoza from Common House Brewing, and the Wet Hop IPA from New Groove Brewing, our friends in uh, Boiling Springs, South Carolina. Josh, you guys killed it this year. That Wet Hop West Coast was very good. Brian had some opinions on a wet hop West Coast. Brian, what were your top three beers today? Top three beers today was uh, wet hop from Replay, also the wet hop from New Groove, and then honestly the sour from Fireforge. At Beer Me Greenville, on record, saying a sour was one of his favorite beers today at Best of SC. It was. Sorry, Ed, I. Yeah, whatever. So, you heard it here first. Two people here at this festival, that their best like beers that don't like sours or gozes, rated one of them in their top three beers. You heard it here first. Upstate Beer Boys Podcast. Beer Me Greenville, Wayne Beer Delivery. We heard it here first. Big thanks. Big thanks to Adam Drinks Beer and Beer Me, Drink, Beer Me GVL for wrapping us up today. We're going to get out of here because trucks are about to run us over. And uh, big thanks, as always, to our sponsors, Promotion Graphics and Upstate Realty for our on-site banner. A huge thank you to Laura from the Best of SC South Carolina Brewers Guild for allowing us to be here. 
as well as John Sharkey of the Greenville Clash Craft Beer Festival at Floor Field for always allowing us attend, our, allowing our attendance there. And on top of that, our home away from home, Eddie Winningham of the Clock Tower Tap Room and Billiards. We love you all. Thank you for your support. And we'll see you next time. Gentlemen, I hear a familiar, a familiar tune. We're just boys, and we love beer. If you think that sounds kind of hazy, the Lord will make it clear. We're just boys, we're just boys, and we like beer. We like beer. If you think that that sounds hazy, then the Lord will make it clear. We like Blondells, IPAs, cider stouts in the USA. We're just boys, and we like beer. We're just boys. We like beer. Upstate beer boys.